What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 57. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside He Only Does Everything, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you. I'm just updating my drivers. What are you doing on this fantastic PC? We are playing, we have to do something with Battlefield uh, on PC, yeah. just for a little thing we're doing uh, with our friends at Rooster Teeth. Now, we'll play it on PlayStation 4, like normal people. Like normal But for people beings. that aren't normal, they have to play it on PC. Yeah. And uh, I got this this classic detected NVIDIA GeForce driver version 369.9. The required oh, driver version is 372.9. Of course, you didn't know that? Come on. And then I have to go to GeForce. So now I, I went to this thing here, and I'm and it's uh, the new GeForce experience. Mm. All I want you to do is install the. Can you do it? It remains to be seen. Now, it remains to be seen. We say I, I had a little bit of karma come back and bite me, Colin, because you know we like to give the PC gamers, the PC gaming, a bit of the good times, right? Give me the old Evo, the one two, the college we always, try. We always talk. So don't know what that means. We always, I don't know. You're just trying hard. Why aren't you trying in general? Um, but we give them, we give them some of the shit. You know what I mean? Good nature ribbing. Because you and I have confessed before, of course. PC is probably the superior form of gaming. Games look great, whatever. Backwards compatibility, play wherever you want to. You got to play like this, though. Not for us. Now it tells me it's uninstalling something, and I all I did is click on install. So what is yeah. happening? It's got to go on. It's got to get rid of the venom to put in the new venom. Uh, this weekend, I tr- I woke up, had a cup of coffee, played some kids in Tetris, and then I was like, it's time to try PlayStation VR porn. And I went over because we have well, Colin and Greg Live. I had seen it on Reddit. We talked about it, Colin and Greg Live, and then we reached out to virtualrealporn.com, who's making PSVR porn videos. And they gave me a sample code. I went in. Uh, you go to the computer, right? You log in. You download the porn you want to your PC. You put it on a flash drive. You walk over to your PS4. You plug it into your PS4. You go to your media player. You put on your PSVR unit. You're fucking watching people fucking in PlayStation VR. Good for you. Here's the problem. Mm. I this has been you know this has been a public you know escalation. I've been out in, in front of everybody doing this as I try to find the PlayStation VR porn and use it effectively. And I tweet that I'm doing it, and then I go in and use it. But all I turn it on, I get in there, I start watching the videos. Colin, everything's in a keyhole. You know what I mean? It's very clear that it's supposed to be grabbed and stretched around my head, but it's shrunk. And I'm right clicking on options here. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm trying to. I'm going through my. You're modes doing this one here. hand because your penis is in the other hand. Not yet. Come oh, on. Okay. I don't just start fucking rock hard. I got to see what's happening oh, okay. over here. I got to see what these dudes are. I mean, what this guy and girl are doing to each other. Now, I go through the full screen. This thing, nothing. I can't get it to expand. I can't get it to move. And so I tweet out. I'm like, some guy tweeted me. Yeah, I watched it last night. It was all right. It wasn't great. I was like, how did you do it? And he said, you got to put your, your media player in VR mode. And I'm like, I am trying to do that. I quit the videos call and I quit back out. I'm right. I'm hitting the option button on the media player, you know, before I go in even. Is it something there? I can't do it. Some other guy chimes in. He's telling me that he that he watched it. And I'm like, how did you do it? He said VR mode. I'm like, I can't find VR mode. And he goes, did you update the media player? And I went, are you fucking kidding me? This is what it's come to. I scroll over to notifications, go up to downloads. Sure enough. Since I never used Media Player, I turned on Media Player for the first time, and it downloaded an update 18 minutes ago, but at no point when I'm watching these people grinding on top of each other in this keyhole did it say, hey, do you want to like start the, you know, install this update? So then I install the update, Colin, and whew, first thing I say is, oh, fuck, You're, I'm in the house all by myself, it's a little porty next to me, because I've been trying to get these videos to work, so I'm watching the escalation. Did, did you at least put them away? No, he loves it. He loves the, he loves the movement and the action. <laughs> I, I, I see the escalation of the porn video, but it's all keyhole. I don't know what's happening. Then it expands out. This woman's right on top of me. I just scream, oh, fuck, in her house all by ourselves. I'm sure our landlord heard it. It's like Greg's probably watching porn down there, the VR porn. And so I, for the best... Was the, it so realistic that you felt a kind of a licking sensation on your penis and then 
suddenly you realize it was because your dog is sitting next to you. I didn't break out the peanut butter for this one. <sighs> but I did the VR porn. I did three VR porn When you porn say videos. that it's there were keyhole was the keyhole you know, sized appropriately for your small penis. Well, no, you don't fuck through a keyhole, Colin. Come on. Well, you do. Think about it. (laughs) (laughs) What does that one even mean? That's like a weird, I'm fucking through a sheet thing, but through a keyhole? I don't know. I don't know. So I did VR porn. Did you like it? I mean, it was weird. I I bet you it was. Do you want to know what I didn't like about it? The performances. These poor women all had accents. Clearly, English isn't their first language. And there were Eastern Europeans. Somebody, yeah, somebody's trying to make them say things they don't even understand what they're saying. What are they saying? Tell like, me a little bit about that. About she thing. was horny, but she wasn't saying horny. What was she saying? Horny, like you know what I mean? It's you it's got kinda, it. You understand? It's, oh, I understood. Sure, but I understand. I'm like just speaking your native tongue, honey. I'm here with my PlayStation VR headset on. I'm getting ready to go back to play Batman <laughs> Arkham Asylum, <laughs> the re- Batman Remastered Collection. Here, just you know, just hurry it up. Tell me what's wrong. Where can I help you? What can I do for you? And then, of course, there's that sensation of just laying there. My hands are dead at my side. I don't like the idea of VR porn. Part of me doesn't because I feel like... Remember what Cliffy B told us at GDC that that guy was... I think it was at GDC when he told us that on, the sh- on our show that the guy was like furiously masturbating and his wife came in and the guy had no idea that she was there because he was, you know, had the yeah. headset on, the That's, headphones. Uh, those are the... I mean, that is dangerous. And, of course, I was watching this in our living room. So, I mean, like... That you could come in at any time and see what's happening. Did you play anything, Colin? It was your birthday weekend. Did you play some Dragon Quest Builders? I played, dra- played Dragon Quest Builders. I did. How I played it for, I don't know. I want to say three or four hours, maybe. Okay. I'm still on chapter one, Caitlin. Uh, it's uh, it's really good. I, I I find that general type of game on Minecraft, I guess. Sure. Be a little bit at odds with what I want to do in a game, but I like, uh, you know... Does this help having a story later on top? Later yeah, on top I think so. But I, li- I like, you know, I really love Dragon Quest. It was the same reason why when um, Omega Force released that Musou, um, Dragon Quest Heroes, or the fuck it was called. Yeah. I, uh, I played that for 10 hours or so because I just, I really enjoy Dragon Quest. So um, it's cool to hear the familiar music and the familiar scenery, the familiar enemies, uh, weapons, uh, items, and stuff like that. I, you know, um, I just like being immersed in that world. And since we're, we haven't gotten a new Dragon Quest game in some time, Dragon yeah. Quest 9 really is the last core Dragon Quest game that we got in the States and Dragon Quest 10 obviously no one gives a fuck about and so Dragon Quest 11 we're waiting for and um, you know this is a nice little kind of interstitial thing I don't know how long I'll play it but um, I, I, I've been enjoying how it. does the combat and the the story and like the challenge of it uh, compare to a regular Dragon Quest because my thing well, is the combat's nothing like Dragon Quest I'm way I'm okay I'm way in front of you obviously mm-hmm. I've been playing longer or whatever and it wasn't until last night that I realized because I was I almost used up all my uh, healing uh, the cream or whatever the mm-hmm. hell it is and I was like oh I, I've been stockpiling these seeds of life yep I figured that out today and I, w- I had <laughs> I had like 12 seeds of life and it turns out they increase your health bar by 10 but and I've been playing for hours five what, I think what okay whatever but, but I mean like they were it dramatically increased my bar from 34. I, I realized, you know, uh, that I wasn't using these things. I was like, oh, yeah. And then, uh, but they're kind of good curative items, too. Like, uh, you could use them all at once to stack your HP, which you shouldn't do. What you should do with, with those is save them to heal yourself when you're really low, and then it'll add plus to permanently to HP, but then fill up your hit point bar. So it's basically a super curative item as well. You get it for completing quests and stuff like but that. But my point is that I, I just, it, even after the fact, it hasn't mattered. I, it's the, I felt the combat and stuff so easy, right? I mean, it's just attack these monsters, dodge some attacks, there you go. And if you do, usually when I wait, you know, if I get up into a boss battle, I'm getting wave after wave attacking the, you know, the building or whatever, I can just go sleep afterwards. Chill out. Feel my health that way. Yeah, I feel like, uh, I, I dig the game. I mean, there's a lot in there for Dragon Quest fans to like. What I'm so curious about, and well, you like Minecraft, but what I'm so interested in is you're really digging this game without, without having no 
heritage with Dragon Quest, and so I, I wonder if it could also go the other way for you that you sure. get into Dragon Quest. I doubt that you would like Dragon Quest, but um, why is that? Because it's a grindy RPG kind of. Yeah, thing? it's just very turn-based, uh, very, very grindy, very traditional role-playing. Game. It now, doesn't get much more traditional. The question than that. I was driving at before, though, is is it challenging Dragon Quest? Yeah, it can be. Okay. Yeah, it's very grindy. Like, it's this grindy. Game, I mean, the it's, combat and everything else just isn't a challenge. The game overall no. is like baby's first, either Minecraft or Dragon. No, Quest. no, but the combat's not like you know what you're doing in this game is nothing like Dragon Quest. I mean the. the um, you know, Dragon Quest is turn-based entirely, yeah. you know, um, a lot of the, you know, the odes to like the way this, the screen like kind of blacks out and blacks in with the little things around it. And yeah. so that's how you enter in and out of battles. And, um, it, it's like fantasy star or something like that. It, it's, it's, uh, for you, cause it's, you were a second nerd, maybe you played that more, but you know, it's Dragon Quest heroes is not like Dragon Quest, got but it. it's, but it's got all of the the hallmarks of Dragon Quest, which is cool. And that's why, that's why I dig it. And so it's a nice little kind of nostalgia. It, 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 it itches that nostalgia kind of itch, I guess that I have scratches. and uh, scratches. Yeah. And uh, well, it, you know, it's interesting with the word itch. Here we go. You know, you're itching an itch. You can say yeah, you're that scratching an itch. You can itch. It, it, scratching. Isn't that it? No, that's scratching. Don't you itch. I think right now, if my arm itched, it would be itching. And like it's I'd a be scratching it. Itch verb. I want to. I love you. I want to look. XOXO. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Oh, Eric. Well, so I was down in San Diego. Eric Castro brought up this really interesting thing to me too about when you're modifying a noun mm-hmm. that the. I was like, oh, he's playing Dragon Quest. Yeah, oh no. no, he's talking about verbs, uh, the nouns, and grammar. Just that, like, it. He was. It, this is an interesting thing. I, I haven't looked at the article yet. He told me to look it up. I haven't found it yet, but I haven't really even looked for it. But that, like, the more subjective something is about a noun the further away from the noun it is when you modify it with multiple modifiers so um you say the um or no maybe it's the no it's the other way actually the, the more subjective the, the closer so the big beautiful house you yeah. wouldn't say the beautiful big house right necessarily you tell like the big beautiful house because you can say like it's big for sure beautiful is subjective right uh mm. is that interesting and he was saying that there's that some guy wrote up this thing with like 10 different sequences like age uh, beauty and all these kinds of things, and they always go in the same order in our minds. Is that interesting? Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Unless I would think the most impressive thing about the house was its size. But then you would well the beautiful big house. I'm looking. You at would say the beautiful big house. If I if I've instead if, of the big if beautiful on the house. block, what you understood that house to be was the big house. Yeah, like it's the the beautiful house. big house. You would say if, if I'm talking about other big houses. Yeah. Mm, I don't believe. I think you. it's possible. Yeah. No. You don't. Mm. You don't think that's ever been said. I think someone said it. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm no, so Dragon tired. Quest, my, my, so far, uh, weekend. I'm in, I'm, I beat or whatever. I've, I've completed the, uh, the chapter on Caitlin. Is that how we're saying it? You always pronounce words better. Than I think me. it's Caitlin. Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, I've done that one, but I, as I was about to go through, it warns you like everything you're going to do is lo- you're going to lose your, uh, everything you have here. Right. And I think there's a trophy for completing every side objective in every town. Yep. So I need to look at the, I need to actually look into a trophy guide before I jump. I don't want to. And that's there. where things get a little fucked up because I was reading about this uh, about because I'm like these trophies are on you. I just updated the fucking thing. Oh, PC gaming. I literally ju- I can't. I can't with this right now. I probably shouldn't be anyway. Uh, but the, so I was reading about this cause there's no trophy guide yet. I, I assume maybe that there was a trophy guide from the Japanese version floating around that I, I couldn't find one. I didn't look very deeply, but, um, so people were saying that I'm like, this trophy list seems unusually easy. Yeah. One of the peculiar design choices they brought up to me is that there's no quest log, right? And there's right. no challenge list. Like you just kind of do these things as you go. But apparently one of the challenges that starts at the beginning of every chapter is, uh, time and oh, so really? uh there are missable the trophies are missable now you can go back and uh and replay, and replay it but you have to start at the very beginning to get through it in a certain amount of time interesting um that sucks and apparently that is a uh, that is gonna 
you know, hinder us from getting our trophies. I'm, oh. I'm certainly not playing, you know, going that. That totally crazy. sucks. I've been dicking around having a great time. Yeah, I know. That. It's kind of like, the, I thought the idea. So like to have a game, challenge yeah. that is tried to intimately to a gold trophy per chapter seems a little bit peculiar, like you said, um, in addition to like not being able to see that from the very beginning. So, yeah. um, but I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed, I don't know how much more time I'm going to put into because I, I was kind of bouncing back and forth between that and the swindle, which came out last year. Yeah. Um, that's the one where you 2D, you're going in, you break in over into different. Places. Yeah, yeah. Is it randomly generated, procedurally generated? Yeah, it's like procedurally generated. Yeah. There's like six different stages you use. Uh, you're getting pounds, uh, like British pounds. Fat? No, British pounds of the money to like upgrade your character and stuff like that and then and get into new things. And I, I was looking at the trophy list and just was kind of dicking around with it a little bit. I haven't played it since last year. And uh, I like one of the trophies is um, if you rob a poor person's house on christmas eve you get a trophy like yeah, a vetus you can say your vetus christmas eve so i was like that's interesting but other than that i mean i was gone from like you said for my birthday so i was kind of doing other things but um you know i probably played vita for four or five hours this week and it was nice to jump back in but what i was what was so funny about it was i was um really thinking a lot about vr like I, when oh, really? i was gone yeah i was just you know because we had i i felt it reminded me of when vita came out or when ps4 came out when we had everything like all the launch games because sony does a really nice job of getting us codes for games but typically when now, traditionally, I mean, we've only been there for a few launches. They get you everything. When I, when something comes out, you have everything. When, when Vita came out, we had every code. When um, when PS4 came out, we had everything. And, and with VR, we had every game. So they just kept sending us codes over and over again. And when I found, you know, I, it's a great problem to have, I guess, but I found myself overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. Um, because, you know, I went out with uh, someone yesterday, uh, last night, um, and uh, I was asking him about his experience with PSVR. And, he, and I was like, what games do you have? And, he, and all he had was Batman, which he's even loath to play because he was saying that he was afraid it was going to spoil uh, Arkham Knight for him. And I'm like, I don't think it will. But he played Arkham Knight. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I, I was like, I, I'm like, I don't think it has anything to do with it. I don't know enough about it. To, it does actually. It does it. Yeah, I beat Arkham Knight. I don't see how. Well, I don't know. I don't really guess. I know that much. Uh, but uh, I was like, yeah, maybe it makes sense. I don't really know. Uh, look into it. Uh, but it kind of reminded me. I'm like, well, this is a more normal VR experience. Like he has one game that he's playing, and I'm like, I felt so. I have all these games in my download list, and I'm, I'm. I'm thinking about them and I'm jumping around from game to game and I'm like, I really just want to sit there and play Super Hypercube. I really just want to sit there because fucking Super Hypercube is awesome. I really want to just sit there and play Job Simulator and do all these well, other you things. You got to be dying, right? Because we, I mean, like going into the weekend, right? My idea was, okay, finally a weekend to myself. I'm here. I'm going to play video games. I'm going to play Dragon Quest Builders if I'm watching TV or going somewhere or something like that. But I'm going to play Rez. I'm going to play Eve Valkyrie. And I know that's one you Yeah, Eve Valkyrie. Would you like Eve Valkyrie? I, 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 literally Friday, it's like, all right, time to go home. And I go to cl- close the computer and we got our code for uh, uh, Batman, the Arkham. Oh, nice. So you've been playing so that? I went and played Asylum. I, you if, beat the whole thing? No, God no. But it's because I can't, I, I'm inundated with games to play right now. So it was. It's a bad time for I us. I started playing Arkham. I know. A good time. Woe is me. I know, Woe right? is me. Yeah, right? exactly. No, exactly, exactly. Played hours of Arkham Asylum played hours of Dragon's Quest and played hours of Tetris and it was this bounce around thing of jumping around between all the stuff looked at VR porn for a little bit too you know what I mean yeah I uh yeah and now we have Battlefield so it's it's and not on, you know we have to play it on PC here but we're gonna play it on PS4 we'll get into the trophies a little bit on that because I'm a little concerned about them but the the uh yeah so I I just you know and I'm Tomb Raider sitting there I really feel Tomb- like I should finish Mafia like the, like it's just and these Vita games are coming out and these little bite-sized games the VR game uh, there's just it's great it's right a now. great problem to have but it's it's I really do get this paralysis, yep. like this really very real paralysis when I have too many games where I just don't play anything because I'm like, I don't know. That was this you know, weekend, I man. really, I, I almost miss the days of having, a, that's why I'm saying like, I wish that it would be terrible for gaming and for the consumer, but you I was sharp? like, just a year with no new games, just that, one year, just one year, everyone just goes away. Let me catch up. Getting Batman has pushed Tomb Raider back. I mean, and with having Arkham City the same way, where it's just pushed Tomb Raider back to where I'm going to, I still want to platinum Tomb Raider. I still want to put a lot of time into Tomb Raider. I want to do the DLC I never did, but it's, 
backwards now. I'm not too worried about it. Batman's the focus. But then, yeah, that meant too that it was just like, I fucking, Res was my game. You know what I mean? From from PSX last year that like, holy shit, this is a VR game. This is a real fucking thing. And to get it, I was so excited. And then I got there. It was just like, well, I'm comfortable on the couch. I don't want to put it on. I don't want to stand up. I don't want to move around. I know I can sit and play, but that's also not what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to sit there and just play something and have that story told to me. And that's what Batman was. The game- Runs really well, if you're wondering. Batman. It looks beautiful, as always. When, of course, Arkham Asylum, just a master class in terms of, like, running around, having fun. I like the combat, but, I mean, even still going back. I forgot about how simple the challenges were, but how so rewarding they are to go get the Riddler Trophy to go over here mm. to run by, you know, that Metroidvania feel of, like, oh, there's a wall up there I can't blow out yet or yeah. pull down yet, but I'll get back to Arkham it. Arkham Asylum is uh, really good. Yeah. Really, really good. I really like that game a lot. It's been a long time since it came out. Seven years. Yeah, yeah. I haven't and played I remember, it forever. That's yeah, that. I haven't I'm, played it since the launch. I'm yeah. playing. I'm totally forget uh, remembering think, things as I go. I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. Um, so I just feel like, um, to me, uh, I'm the good news is that Battlefield and Call of Duty are basically it until the Last Guardian, um, which I suspect is not going to be a very long game. So like, it gets more manageable. South Park got pushed away. A bunch of other games got pushed out, and we kind of have time to to reconfigure our, our our backlogs the thing is that i still want to get back to bioshock like it there's it's just too much yeah. you know and we have this very fortunate problem by getting all these games but there's a lot that's a, this is a problem a lot of gamers share as well the people that buy everything and basically yeah. have time to play it anyway but uh everything will go into stasis soon and we'll be able to catch up and, and i'd like to you know bang out battlefield like i might just like bang out battlefield and just call duty and just get these games out of the way and then you know because they're gonna be shorter experiences especially these kind of vignettes that you do in battlefield and hopefully yeah. just get it done and then uh, move on with my life if possible you'll never move on with your life <sighs> i can never not move on if you didn't know ladies and gentlemen <laughs> this life. is psi love you xoxo it is kind of funny.com's playstation podcast it is the number one playstation podcast on the internet and it posts every tuesday at 9 a.m pacific time on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe so please go to kind of funny.com subscribe to those youtube channels watch the other videos so like everything share with your friends tell grandma there's a great show called love and sex stuff she'll enjoy it she'll learn a thing or two and of course if you're listening on your podcast service of choice rate us share us subscribe review all that jazz it helps us out uh, also worth pointing out we are getting closer and closer to extra life 2016 go to kind of funny.com slash extra life you can join the extra life team raise some money for sick kids if you don't want to join the team you can donate there and get ready for our stream in november colin yo let's begin the show with what is and forever will be roper's report time for some singular possessive news there are 11 items on the list a baker's dozen almost Number one, it sure looks like Rockstar is teasing the third Red Dead game. In a series of two tweets, one launched the morning of October 16th and a second launched this morning, October 17th, when we're recording this. Rockstar Games' official Twitter account set the gaming world ablaze. The first picture is simply a Rockstar logo over a red background, but the second is more tantalizing. An artsy-looking shot with a red background, a rising sun, a black ground, and seven figures on the horizon. No hashtag, no words, nothing else. Just these two images. The launch of the two images spiked the stock of Take-Two Rockstar's parent company up nearly 7% on Monday. Um, And Take-Two's not a small company. Uh, Huge news. Now, this has been making, you know, they launched, so we're recording this on Monday, on Sunday morning, yesterday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific. The first one went up, which is just the logo that's like a retweet 100,000 times. The second one 
retweeted about. Did also go up six a.m. Uh, went up five fifty nine. I noticed. Um, We're counting backwards. <laughs> um, so uh, it's happening. I, I think the la- the not the launch, but the, the announcement. Maybe the launch, but the announcement has to be imminent. Yeah. Um, you think is it, that? And this is one of those things as usual. We're r- risking dating ourselves completely. But how do you think it's going to go? Well, th- that's the thing I was thinking about. This is unfortunate. This will this might even be resolved by the time this publishes. Yeah. Um, but probably I assume it will be resolved this week. Little time. Um, so yeah, it'll be a little time capsule on what we're thinking with only these two images. Um, I still think it might come out this year. Like I, I think that um, it's you know first of all you know let's be let's be fair and call like it is a lot of people saying like Colin and Greg been saying no 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 should this actually happen and I don't think it's going to happen but I think it could. They're crazy. That was that was a Colin was right moment and I'm very proud of it. But uh, I think that they can get away with this and I think that this kind of thing builds momentum where I don't think it affects one sale of this game if they marketed it for six months. You know, if they, no, if they God, if, no. the, remember the, the, the rumors is coming out November 18th and all this kind of stuff. And I don't know if that's true. I have no idea. And maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. It's going to sell like gangbusters on November 18th. And it's going to sell just as many copies if it comes out, say in March. Right. Yeah. I don't know if rockstar wants to do, it. I don't know if take two wants to do that, to do this, this thing to play around with grand or to play around with red dead. I would think it would be, even be cool to play with grand theft auto in the future like this to just know, you know, like you tweeted out no imagery, no name. Like, like if you can get away with that, but I was talking to someone about it recently, I'm like, this is going to be hard for them to do. If it's going to come out this soon and they're really not going to show it and all this kind of stuff, you have to have manufacturers you really trust. Um, clearly this team is, is airtight. The game's been in development, rumored to have been in development for like years. five years yeah. and nothing except for maybe a map, a piece of a map, like a fragment of the map has leaked. So they're, they're airtight and I can't imagine what their NDAs look like. I still think they're crazy enough to do it. I think GTA would be the smarter move. Uh, there was an interesting thing calling Greg live today. Uh, one of the kids in the chat pointed us to a GameSpot article from May of this year where the CEO was like, there's no games coming out this fiscal year. So that would have gotten us into, you know, spring, whatever mm-hmm. May of next year. Uh, I obviously they could be lying. I don't know if they would do that on that. that I don't know if they can. Yeah. I don't, yeah, like, I don't, I don't like I don't see I could see both sides of it if I were if I were to take a bet um, I would say that it probably comes out next year but yeah. I think that it's I, agree I think that it's probably just as possible as with any game that this actually comes out really soon um, I wish I mean but, I hope but, but I, I don't see it happening I that's what I'm in a perfect world Sunday is the logo Monday is that thing Tuesday is the actual title and Wednesday is the release date in a trailer or something like that yeah, we'll see how it all goes. I, I'd love for them to, te- to tease it. I like how they have said nothing, and I said no hashtags, no words, nothing for PR. I think it's a, 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 a they are one of the few companies capable of this kind of thing, and so yeah. so it's exciting to see uh, what could possibly be done with this. But you know, I, I was so happy to see the gaming community as, at large is really stoked about you know Rockstar kind of coming out of you know coming out of darkness with this particular game. We all know what it is, and uh, I just want to remind everyone stop calling it Red Dead Two, please. It's Red Dead Three now. Uh, and Red Dead Revolver just came out on PS2 or PS4 for PS2 Classics as well. So, or I think it's in the in the works. So, um, so it could be another little tease as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, this could be associated with the number two. Speaking of Take Two, the company filed a trademark for something called Ghost Story, according to website Game Multimedia Rant. event. Ghost, Ghost Story, Story was trademarked on October 6th and covers not only video games but a television series, clothing, and more. That's all we know. Whether it's related to the seemingly new Red Dead game or something else remains to be seen. That's all we know about Ghost Story right now. I don't think that they're related. But I don't think so. Um, but maybe I, I, I don't. You know, I don't know. The timing's conspicuous, but for sure. But I don't, uh, I don't see how that could possibly be tied in. But you know, we don't know anything about it, so it could be called Ghost Story for all we know, <laughs> or Red Dead Ghost Story, or I don't know. But probably Red Dead Revolution, Red Dead um, Restoration, Red Dead something. It's got to be something with the alliteration. Yeah. Retribution. Retribution, I think, is a common one. Yeah. Number three. 
PlayStation VR is finally in the wild, and both Sony and outside analysts are bullish about the earliest prospects of the new PlayStation device. For starters, Game Informer has relayed information from marketing research company Superdata Research, noting that the firm anticipates 2.6 million PSVR units sold before the end of this year, helped by what the company cites as 44 million PS4s in the wild. So should this research be right, Sony hasn't announced a number since 40 million. We've been playing with the 45 million. These guys say 44 million units ps4s in the, in the wild right now Superdata notes that sony scheduled a total of 500,000 demos to help sell the unit pre-launch this mirrors sony's expectations as cnbc reports that the company is quote ramping up production capacity to deal with the expected demand and quote something stated by sony's jim ryan ryan told cnbc quote we know that th- we know from the data we have from pre-orders that the interest we have is significant ellipsis we know the replenishment cycle is a good one that uh, production is going exactly as we anticipated. We have made decisions to further increase capacity at the back end of 2016 and into 2017, so there are going to be a lot of PlayStation VRs around the world. Whether that's enough to satisfy the demands of the market, we'll see. End quote. Sony has also reiterated what they've already said, that PSVR is being sold at a profit. Tommy Dickfingers writes into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ oh, just like no. you can to get your question read on the show. He says, what's overcooking, good looking? What do you guys think of Sony's marketing strategy behind PSVR? I like to keep myself informed about the gaming industry and therefore have been in the loop and excited about the release of PSVR since it was announced. However, I have noticed a distinct lack of marketing and advertising directly from Sony leading up to the release in places other than those where a typical gamer would think to look. Parentheses, game conferences, game stores, etc. I think this could negatively affect PSVR's chances of success as quote-unquote casual gamers and people who never play games won't know what the hell it is or what it does. I think Sony has a massive Wii-style hit on its hands with PlayStation VR, but I don't think they'll ever hit those kind of numbers if the uninformed are kept uninformed. Thoughts and opinions Opinions, please tommy dickfinger signing off uh i disagree i'm seeing it on tv i'm surprised with watching uh what was it? i was watching walking dead and westworld and so i guess amc amc was running ads today we were out for burgers there was a, a sporting event on there was a vr ad there with no sound on obviously because of that and i think that if you it's what we've talked about before in this show if you're looking for a Wii style uh uprising again then they're marketing exactly the way that we was the we didn't have commercials if you remember when it first hit because it was targeted to gamers it was targeted you tommy dick fingers it expected you to get it play it and then get show in your it. dick fingers get it in your dick fingers have them your ejaculate all over it and then put it on your mom's head not the ejaculation the psvr unit and she'd do it maybe your penis work. fingers just brush along her cheek though while you're putting it on exactly she's used to it at that point uh but word of mouth spread the we and that would be what would have to happen here i don't know if it's what we talk about you don't understand PlayStation VR. You don't understand VR in general, how cool it is until you put it on your head and you're in that world. So all the commercials in the world aren't going to drive home that message. You being the educated gamer who listens to shows like these, who watches gaming conferences, you pick it up, you play it, and then you start spreading it word of mouth. Yeah, I think uh, I think I personally think that they could have something really special on their hands here. I mean, th- th- those figures indicate that they're going to they're going to outsell their competitors pretty significantly. Um, and that makes sense. And this is, again, we go back to this all the time about what Lauren Lanning said to us very astutely two years ago when he was like, PlayStation actually is best positioned to, to win this race because of the install base of the PlayStation 4, which was much more modest at that time uh, than it is now. Uh, I don't think it will ever be we so We sold 102 no. million units or something like that. And, and everything came packed in and it was cheap. It was affordable even at the time it came out. Um, the thing about VR and PlayStation VR specifically, you know, it came out, it launched on the 13th, which was a Thursday. I was gone. I was gone Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And just got back actually like an hour ago before we recorded the show. And what I really was was delighted to see was almost, and again, it's anecdotal, but almost unanimous 
praise for it in my in my Twitter mentions mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. elsewhere. Um, I haven't seen that's what I was expecting. To, I we said before leading up to this, I was excited to see people get in their hands and if their expectations were set correctly, and they were. I haven't seen people being like, "This looks like shit. This isn't cool." Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, and we're talking about scores of of tweets and again anecdotal a very small of course pool of people um but nonetheless i i was very uh i was very happy to see that because i really do believe i understand people i don't first of all i understand hesitation with anything that can be conceived as a gimmick right i totally get that and and i also understand um uh, the hesitation of people spending more money, inserting you know more coin, basically into the into the situation when you have a console already. This is the same argument we made with PlayStation Four Pro and all other things, where it's like, do you really want to spend more money for something that's kind of incremental in that case? But here, I don't think it's incremental at all. I actually think that you know this is a totally new way to play, and I think people are are finally getting it, and it seems like people are super impressed. And one of the cool things I saw was very similar to what I, ha- I experienced with my girlfriend. Um, and other people experiencing it is like my mom or my yep. girlfriend or my boyfriend, whoever it is that wasn't that you know wasn't for there sending pictures to us and all these kind of things. Look at them, like lots of moms and VR unit videos were sent to me, and that's awesome. It's it's Sounds it's great. Weird, it's, it's awesome. uh, the democratization of games is great. I hate mobile gaming because I feel like it's predatory. I feel like it's you know generally garbage. I mean, there's examples of it not being garbage. I know you're really liking that thing that um, uh, where you make no, best Sparkade, Sparkade. Game, Gamescast. You can check uh, it out and. Uh, you know, I, you know, Monument Valley and all these you know, plans for zombies. There are examples, right? A broken clock's right twice a day. There's needles uh, in the haystack. Right, exactly. Um, but here, I, f- you know, I feel like this is a, a solid democratization of games for people that aren't in the games because it's actually fucking good, you know? Yeah. And uh, like I said, this is just the first step. I can't imagine where we're going to be with this technology in five or 10 years. Uh, we're in the Pong era. Yeah. It's really amazing to think about. What we what happens even when we get to Coleco and Atari twenty six hundred? Nonetheless, when we get it, to NES and SNES, it's similar to what you always talk about when we you, we talk about history of gaming and how you know uh, PlayStation and Nintendo and all these people were making the first three D games for like you know N sixty four and PlayStation right in vacuums, and they, it wasn't until they came together in, at like E three right and saw what it, uh, everybody else was doing that they kind of got what was going on. I love that we're living that in VR. Where you're putting on, you're jumping in all these different VR games, and everybody has a little tweak on how you move and how you control and what exactly are we teleporting? And even if we are teleporting, how does that work and how much head movement? And, how to, and to see everyone get in that space and like, hey, this is what we do, and everybody start learning from each other. That's how you're going to get those evolutionary leaps and those giant changes and into the games that, to your point, in five, 10, 15 years, if it's all still going the way it is and it doesn't blow up in the launch pad here, you're playing games that are seamless and are what you want out of that experience. It's going to be great. I, 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 you know, keep your experiences coming. Uh, let us know what you think. Hopefully the games don't kind of slow to a trickle. I really do think that, you know, people are at like, where's the killer app and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, that could be said. I think maybe resident evil or something like that might be virtual real porn.com. Uh, but I also feel like we're, we can't look at it through, through that particular lens to me, for instance, Rezo gun is a killer app on PS4, but a lot of people wouldn't look at it like that because you can beat the game in a half an hour. But, fuck man like hyper super hypercube batman i mean i know these are shorter you know smaller experiences eve valkyrie maybe a little more meaty obviously rigs uh, you know more meaty more more, more meaty experience i'm happy with, with how many people though with batman in particular have hit me up to say you're ex- what you said the expectations correctly and I, they've act- the game's actually exceeded it with the riddler challenges with this like i get what you were saying i've enjoyed it so yeah keep it coming i hope you guys are really enjoying it. i'm so pleased and so happy that so many people seem to be enjoying it and i'm i'm pleased and happy that it's just out there in the wild so we can stop talking to a a captive audience and more and, and, and instead say like, you know, have the experiences they're having. Yeah. And, and, and exactly. Now we can all share it together. I think that's really cool. You guys, I think a lot of you guys realize we, we haven't been bullshitting you. Uh, number four, the PlayStation blog has revealed the best selling games on the PSN for the month of September. Remember that this only counts digital sales and not sales at retail. Remember 
The top 10 best-selling games on PS4 for the month in order are NBA 2K17, FIFA 17, Madden 17, NHL 17, <laughs> The Last of Us Remastered, Battlefield Hardline, Destiny, Rocket League, Overwatch, and Minecraft. The top 10 best-selling games on PS3 for the month. This should say PS3. It says PS4. We almost did the list twice, Greg, and that would have oh been really God. disastrous. Where is my mouse? I, my, 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 my monitor is so dim that I can't even see the cursor. There it is. Is this because you're installing all your drivers? Yeah, I got to install them. Top 10 best-selling games on PS3 for what the month that? in order. Revolution Soccer 2017, FIFA 17, which is interesting. So FIFA 17 outsold by Pro Evo. <gasps> the Last of Us, Minecraft, Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare, Catherine, Grand Theft Auto 5, Mortal Kombat Complete Edition with a K. Nah. Need for Speed Most Wanted and Madden 17. The top 10 best-selling games on Vita for the month in order are Digimon Story, Cyber Sleuth, God Eater 2, Rage Burst, Darkest Dungeon, Sword Art Online, Hollow Fragment, Assassin's Creed 3, Liberation, Child of Light, The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, God Eater Resurrection, Minecraft, and The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 2. I felt like Darkest Dungeon would have been higher. How many did it, would it come out super late? Is that the problem, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Also, the sales could have been really compelling as well. Sure, I know, but I feel like when there's a new game, it must have been late. It must have been, late. It must have been yeah. late, actually, and just thinking about when i mean i can give you the answer right now can you do you have that kind of information at your fingertips i got a code for it on september 27th which i think is the oh, day it okay. came out yeah, or the yeah, day before yeah. it came out so actually that's pretty impressive sales when you think about it yeah uh let's see where is the document there it is where's that document? uh and then the top 10 best-selling playstation classics for the month in order are grand theft auto san andreas bully the warriors ape escape 2 shin megami tensei digital devil saga 2 grand theft auto vice city shin megami tensei digital devil saga mega man legends toy story 2 and hot shots tennis hell yeah hot shots tennis call of duty and destiny dominated both ps4 and ps3's dlc lists this isn't PlayStation news per se, but it it, it it's pertains. Relevant. It, it pertains to PlayStation. So I, I asked if I should put it on, and you said that you think it's relevant. Number five, for the first consecutive three month period since PS4 and Xbox One launched in the fall of 2013, Xbox One has outsold PlayStation 4 in the United States. That means July, August, and September were Xbox One dominant months, bolstered by the launch of Xbox One S. There's some conjecture that folks are waiting for PlayStation 4 Pro, hence PS4 sales issues, but that's highly unlikely for most consumers completely ignorant of Pro's existence, with the recent launch of PlayStation 4 Slim as well. Um, so. Congratulations to Microsoft really turning it around, but that's the first three month consecutive period in the States, the biggest market in the world for video games where um, it was outsold. PlayStation was actually outsold by its competitor. Uh, I don't think there's anything to worry about. I think a lot of people are saying like waiting for pro. I think that that's not true. I think it's just, uh, slim I, is finally attractive. It's yeah, an affordable console. They have gears. Things are happening. Why wouldn't you want to get on board? Uh, Xbox one S obviously really, really nice console. Yeah. Um, um, I just got the gears of war one uh, myself from our friends at uh, Microsoft. And so, um, you know, I, I it's funny because I don't use Xbox One often. I use it a few times a year. Yeah, and um, I gotta say, you know, I know this is, I'm speaking, you know, preaching to the choir here. PlayStation Podcast. We've we've developed this PlayStation audience, but man, the the user interface on Xbox One is just trash. Just fucking trash it's cluttered there's a lot of trash i just can't believe how complicated it is you know like i know we have muscle memory with playstation wherever we had a big part of it that always seems like it's it's not not that big part of it because i remember when we got ps4s before they came out it was like we had to relearn it and it took a few minutes and then you know you had to kind of slowly get into it i'm like where is everything i just don't understand why there's so much trash on here what can't you find my printer settings on ps4 doesn't exist on ps4 oh thank god thank god they got rid of that number six Word is PlayStation is using internal first-party resources to make a handful of mobile games. Yay! Japanese newspaper Nikkei reports that, quote, Sony plans to ready five or more smartphone games for release around late March 2018, targeting Japan and other parts of Asia. Sony Interactive Entertainment, which is now the PlayStation parent company, will create new offerings based on popular PlayStation series. Mobile games arm ForwardWorks will handle distribution. Some older games that cannot be played on the latest hardware will be revived. Games may be linked to consoles as well. Titles and development will likely be announced by year end. So that's the most interesting sentence to me. 
some older games that cannot be played on the latest hardware will be revived. Flow. Um, so it could be like medieval or like what, what IP are you looking at here? Could yeah. it be something as deep as Colony Wars or something like weird? You know, like uh, if they're going to pull out something. Colony Wars out there. That's actually something I could probably play it on a touchscreen. Sure, but I feel like if you're if you're PlayStation right now, you I have to f- feel this is motivated by Nintendo to some extent. The success they've seen oh, so I'm far. Oh, sure. I think they've been open about that. Then they want to. They would definitely. I think they're going to want to bring in their biggest people. I wouldn't mind. I you know some kind of fucking another uh, Uncharted Uncharted's endless runner that came out earlier with you know Uncharted Four. That's out there. Do something similar to that. Do something with Infamous. Do something with Sackboy. You know we're always talking about Sackboy, right? That he lives outside of Little Big Planet as a mascot for PlayStation. Do something goofy with him. Something cute to get kids out there. Some touch three Sackboy game. Don't get me wrong. Don't touch Sackboy. No, t- touch Sackboy. Rub him. He's Rub Sackboy. Corduroy and knit. These aren't things I want necessarily. PlayStation Mobile was a great idea. They shuttered it and now it's back. <laughs> it's something else. Yeah, they're always seem to be chasing someone with a shit. Um, I, if you have the first party resources that are dedicated to mobile games and it doesn't seem like it's even Western focused, then you know, more power yeah, more to you. Too. But I think it's 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 notable. I, I don't think I as I tweeted last week, I think that's somewhat dumb to chase that market. That's not what PlayStation's heritage is. Nintendo's trying to change its heritage because its heritage is eroding rapidly. Um, well, I shouldn't say it's heritage. Its heritage is fucking awesome games. It just doesn't really focus on the great hardware anymore. And we'll see what NX is. But it seems like it's, it makes sense for the loser of the three companies right now and I'm, and I'm not trying to call you know you understand what I'm saying yeah. to, focus, to refocus their energies on something else it doesn't really make sense in my mind for Sony to focus on mobile gaming yet Sony didn't take a gambit by focusing on VR when no one else is um, and that seems like it's going to work for them so there's money to be made Toro Parappa the Rapper that Parappa was the Rapper going to see yeah there you go number seven the third episode of telltale's batman series has an official release date and per telltale's usual trend the release date is soon episode three entitled new world order will come out on october 25th and will be available on playstation 4 as well as other platforms that's the that's the nwo song i can't wait loved episode two very very excited to see where episode three goes number eight if you're still playing final fantasy 14 on playstation 3 we have good news and bad news the bad news is that PS3's version of Final Fantasy XIV will no longer be supported as of the summer of 2017 when the Stormblood expansion is launched. The good news is that Sony and Square Enix are partnering up to offer players, quote, a free upgrade to the PS4 version, end quote, according to GameSpot, though there aren't any firm details available on this plan. Still is something to keep an eye on if you're playing on PS3 as your days on the console are numbered. Um, and I tweeted out uh, last week or maybe put on Instagram or somewhere that uh, I finally took my PS3 off my entertainment that. center and put it away to make room for the dock for the PSVR that we got. Um, just not enough room for all this stuff. And I haven't turned on my PS3. I haven't played a PS3 native game since I was at IGN. And I've turned it on a couple of times to play like PS like one games like Castlevania or something like that. Mm-hmm. But Tales of Exilia 2 was actually the last PS3 game I played. So this thing's just sitting there for no reason. So I put it away. You, you know, melt it. We should melt it. Melt you- it. Make bullets, yeah. which I'll then kill you with. Wow. Wouldn't that be ironic? I guess. And a little violent and unnecessary. No, not a little. I, that's not. No, I think it's I'll more. I think nicely. it's more violent than very, ironic. I'll show yeah. you a little very nicely. It won't be okay. that violent. Yeah, it was sad to put it away. It has the podcast beyond 200 cover on it. Yeah. So it's my PS3 slim. So good night to you. Sweet Prince. Number nine. Number nine. Good news, Danganronpa nerds. Developer Spike Chunsoft is working on bringing Cyber Danganronpa VR to the West. It's currently available in Japan, but Spike Chunsoft tweeted out on its English language Twitter account that the company is, quote, working to bring it to the West, and quote. Hopefully, we'll have more information soon. You excited? It's available on PS Plus, I think, for free in Japan right now. You can get it in, if you get the Hong, Hong Kong, Kong version, you can get it in with English. I hear it's very small, like a very short, like, not, yeah, mm-hmm. but, uh, oh, yeah, it's cool. I, I, I get a nice little tease. I think it makes sense for them to start teasing things as Danganronpa 3, I think, approaches. You know what you should get? Quickly. 
I'm putting in the request right now to Toasty Stickers, Flaming Toast. You should get a Mamakuma skin for your PlayStation VR unit. So then you'd have the you know the half black, half mm. white, the crazy eye, the normal eye. That'd be nice. There you go. I like that. Number 10, Capcom's initiative to re-release Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 on current-gen consoles in anticipation of next year's Resident Evil 7, which we mentioned earlier, appears to have been successful. Resident Evil's official Twitter account notes that the re-release trilogy has shipped 1.5 million copies worldwide, a great number for a trio of old games, though they are selling for $20 each which is surely helping demand as well. So congratulations to Capcom for that. Good job. Also important to note, ship does not mean sold, but as we often say, they do not typically, these big companies that know what they're doing don't typically manufacture games. After that ET debacle, they're a little bit better at forecasting. Which happened, you know, 34 years ago. So hopefully everyone learned from that. And finally, number 11, this one's for you. Oceanhorn, the unabashed, somewhat shameless clone of The Legend of Zelda, has sold 1 million copies across PS4, Xbox One, PC, and smart devices. This serves as a reminder that the game is also coming to Vita at some point in the future. Uh, We talked about Oceanhorn. Uh, I think it's so shameless that it actually is too much. Uh, But you enjoyed it. It's fine. Uh, I hope that there's some sort of cross save because I don't really want to play it on PlayStation 4. I that's, think, I think that's why I, I stopped playing on PlayStation 4. I was like, oh, cool. Coming to Vita. I'll wait. Uh, so anyway, congratulations to them. Uh, Oceanhorn is coming to Vita, or at least they, they tweeted out a picture of it running on Vita, whether or not they've confirmed that, I guess uh, you can kind of read into it. Uh, believe it or not, I, I don't know when the last time this happened or if it ever happened. There is no wrap up this week. So there's no like release date smorgasbord as we usually do. So that's it for the news. But that breaks my brain. We should just stop the show. I'm fine with that. The Jets play soon, and I'd like to get hunker down and, yeah. and get the tissue box out, not to masturbate, but to uh, to cry with. Uh, okay. yeah. mm-hmm. Who are they playing tonight? The Cardinals. Oh, yeah, you fucked. Uh, Colin, I can't wait to play Ocean Horn on the Vita, but God only knows when that's going to happen unless they announce it in the time between we publishing this show. Um, if I want to know what's coming to the digital mom and grop shops, and sometimes the brick and mortar mom and dops, where do I go? Jeez, oh, I don't even know what the hell that means. You go to the official upcoming list of PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, PlayStation VR, and sometimes PSB software <laughs> by the kind of funny <laughs> co-founders. Batman T-Bone Taylor writes in and says, Hi, Colin and Greg. I write to you from the airport departure lounge waiting for my flight to Vita Island. Although I worry that I'm a bit late. Anyhow, after Colin finishes reeling off the list of upcoming software spiel every week, I find myself singing along when you do your little do 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 What the hell is that? What the hell is that melody? I have it in my head all day every Tuesday. If I know what it is, I might be able to leave this jingle purgatory and get on with my platinum grind. Respect always, T-Bone. It's, it's T-Bone! 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 Reminds uh, me of George. Yeah, exactly. Uh, T-Bone, we made it up on Beyond, and then we just stole it like we stole pretty much this entire show. So I don't think it ever started anywhere other than just me doing that and Clements doing it, and then we all did it. And then just it got done for 381 episodes. And here we are. <laughs> depressed and sad. <laughs> you ba- remember Ryan Clements? Ba- vaguely. He actually tweeted or texted. We had a little text thing going on with him last week. It was nice to hear from him. He's a dad. That doesn't sound right. He's busy. Batman Return to Arkham comes to PlayStation 4 digital and retail. Return to Arkham and experience two of the most critically acclaimed titles of the last generation, Batman Arkham Asylum and Batman Arkham City, with fully remastered and updated visuals. Batman Return to Arkham includes the comprehensive versions of both games and includes all previously released additional content. Hooray! I'm having a lot of fun enjoying Arkham Asylum. Uh, I'm not as gung-ho to go back to Arkham City because I feel like I've played that more recently. I mean, I played them both, obviously Mm. reviewed them both for IGN, but Arkham City still seems fresh in my brain. Mm. But Arkham Solomon, I'm happy to be back here with. Mm. I never beat Arkham City. Battalion Commander comes to Vita Digital. It's out the 20th, so that is a Thursday release. The Motherland needs you again. <gasps> Some strange activity is detected in the north, so grab your guns, rockets, and grenades and secure the territory. Battalion Commander is a fun military arcade game where you can play with a whole squad. About face. 
March. Uh, give me a high five. Battlefield 1. PS4. Digital retail out the 21st. So that is a Friday release since it is a worldwide release, I assume. You can start playing it on the 18th, though, which is the day this podcast released for early enlisters. It says, experience the dawn of all-out war in Battlefield 1. Discover a world at war through an adventure-filled campaign or join in epic multiplayer battles with up to 64 players. Fight as infantry or take control of amazing vehicles on land, air, and sea and adapt your gameplay to the most dynamic battles in Battlefield history. Really looking forward to playing the, the campaign. I do like the vignettes. The idea that you're going to kind of jump in and out of different campaigns, different places in the world, different times throughout the four-year camp, uh, war, uh, World War One, Great War. Uh, we'll see how it all turns out. I'm sure we'll talk about it next week uh, as well as on the Gamescast. The Bug Butcher comes to PS4 Digital. That sounds like a Vita game. The Bug Butcher is an um, intense action shooter wrapped in stylistic 2D art and smeared with juvenile humor where timing and fierce reflexes are paramount in protecting your fragile, squishy body. The gameplay has an extremely simple core mechanic that is easy to understand but hard to master. Plus, who doesn't love a universe where you wield a beefy arsenal of military-grade weaponry? Exist Archive, The Other Side of the Sky, comes to PS4 and Vita, digital and retail. (laughs) Exist Archive, The Other Side of the Sky, is an RPG where Kanata and various others have been imbued with pieces of the dark god Yamatoga's soul and are sent to Protolexa for reasons unbeknownst to them. Battle enemies and the armies of Shosur as you search out your other teammates, complete quests and side events, and learn the truth of why you have been chosen. What the fuck does any of that mean? <laughs> Hopiko comes to PS4 All Digital. Right. The evil nanobite virus is out. Gaming is over. It's time to hook up your power gloves and save your Hopiko brothers. Hopiko is an intense speed run platformer where you get to save gaming, jump from platform to platform, avoiding death, exploiting shortcuts and ripping through hundreds of handcrafted levels. It, it was literally three years ago. We made the joke that knob switch could be a game. You just look at a room. You find things. We're literally at the point that is just gibberish. Now you, there's not, we can't look up and say, Oh, but do it like box. No, that's a developer. Uh, deb, wheel wall. No, that can't you know I mean? Now we're just like a hobby. Cole, there's random sounds being put together. Fan floor. The Jackbox par- uh, party pack three comes to PS4 digital. The three quarter of the party game phenomenon features the deadly quiz show trivia murder party, the say anything sequel quiplash Two, the surprising survey game Gespionage, the t- t-shirt slugfest TKO and the sneaky trickster game faking it. Use your phones or tablets as controllers and play with up to eight players plus an audience of up to 10,000. Um, I like the Jackbox Jackbox games a lot. And what I really like about them is the accessibility of them. The really clever kind of use of the phone or tablet yeah. uh, for people that haven't played them. Basically, what happens is you you can play them natively, I think. But if you want to play with multiple people, some of these games like where you're drawing and stuff like that, uh, you basically go on your iPhone, or your iPad, go to a certain URL, type in the code that the game gives you that tethers you to that particular game. And then you use your phone or your tablet. I think it's a smart it's, device, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I think it's pretty cool. Well, phone or tablet. What's another smart device? We well, said originally iPhone or iTa- I- Ita- iPad. Yeah. Well, we, who uses Android devices? Stupid. Keeper of Four Elements comes to Vita Digital out the 20th. This is a Thursday release. The Dark Lord invaded the Mystic Island to uncover the secrets of ancient magic and use it for his evil deeds. But the island has a powerful protector, a wise monk wielding the power of Four Elements. Rise to the island's defense using the elemental towers and devastating spells, which can fend off any possible enemy. Don't let the hordes of darkness discover the secret of the island. Don't let them. You're a big fan of Islands of Secrets. I have my own Island of Secrets. (laughs) With a prison... With a lot of people in it. Yeah. Lego Harry Potter collection comes to PS4 digital and retail. The Lego Harry Potter collection brings years one through four and years five to seven to PS4 for the first time with both top selling games remastered on one disc. This compilation unites the creative prowess of Lego and the expansive world of Harry Potter. 
Harry Potter. Harry Potter. With an exciting journey full of spellcasting, potion making, puzzle solving, lessons, dueling, and much more for players of all ages to enjoy. I like that. With the exciting journey full of spellcasting, potion making, puzzle solving, lessons. Dueling and much more. Just kind of buried that. Interesting. Yeah, kids love school, right? Uh, I haven't played this version, but I reviewed them both when I was at IG, and they were both great games. So I'm sure. Mordheim City of the Damned comes to PS4 Digital. Play the first video game adaptation of Games Workshop's tabletop game Mordheim. Set in the Warhammer world's decimated Empire City, Mordheim City of the Damned is a turn-based tactical game where you lead war bands into bloody and lethal skirmishes. The game blends RPG elements, fast-paced tactical combat, and intricate unit customization in a time wrought by chaos and rivalry where only the strongest survive. Mm. Pixel Gear comes to PlayStation VR Digital. It's out the 20th. It's a Thursday. Pixel Gear is a pixel-style VR shoot 'em up with a variety of humorous cartoon monsters and ghosts as enemies. Use your skills and weapons to defeat them, gain energy, and apply your skills wisely to slow down time and load up infinite bullets. Observe the environment carefully and keep on shooting in the pixel battlefield. Love is a battlefield. Sports Bar VR comes to PSVR oh. Digital. Bringing the virtual pub experience to your living room. Sports Bar VR is the ultimate social experience available on PSVR, featuring an awesome set of bar games and an incredible pool simulation, including 8-Ball, 9-Ball, Killer, and many more Q sports that not a great description, but I've seen the trailer. I remember when they announced that on the PlayStation blog. Look cool pool. I think you got some ski ball in there. It's everything you'd expect out of a little sports bar, except the sports or the beer or the wings or the waitresses or the mean bartender or the mean guy at the bar. And finally, super dimension Neptune versus Sega hard girls comes to PlayStation 4 I and Vita. A, I love a good hard girl. Digital and retail. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's only Vita. So Super Dimensions Neptune versus Sega Hard Girls is only on Vita, digital and retail. An ancient war between Sega Hard Girls and goddesses ravaged the world. The adventurer, if, or IF, journeys across the wasteland and finds the Grand Library, a facility that grants her the power to travel back in time. Will she be able to use this power to unite the warring factions and restore peace to the world? I doubt it. And that is it for the games. Pick right. of the week. Got to be Battlefield, I assume. Batman as well. I was going to say you got Batman on there. And Hapiko. Hapiko. Even though we don't know anything about it and if it's any good. Also, shout out to Exist Archive, The Other Side of the Sky. Also, shout out to <laughs> Super Dimensions <laughs> Neptune versus again. Sega Hard Girls. <laughs> That's it. Colin, topic of the show. Tots. Tots, tots, tots. I want to I wanna have a little discussion with you. What do you have wa- to? Yeah. What do you want out of the next Red Dead? I'm getting scared yeah. with what they're going to do with this game. Now, can I ask, are you scared because the first piece of art is a bunch of guys walking at the thing? Yeah, but my, what makes me scared, too, is uh, Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, yeah. The that when Strauss Zelnick, who is the CEO of Take Two, basically yeah. said, like, we are going to actually have to kill that game before it dies naturally. And he said that and he basically that's exactly what he said, but he said in his own words. That to me was a sign combined with the fact that we never got single player DLC for Grand Theft Auto 5 and are never going to because the game's been out for three plus years now. Um, there and, and Red Dead already had its multiplayer component. I fear that this is going to be something like Destiny. And I don't mean uh, MMO or, you know, MMO FPS. What I mean is like something that you could play like the division, like you could play it by yourself, but it's really not meant to be played by yourself and you're yeah. not going to get the full experience by yourself. And that's really going to bum me out. And I hope that that is wrong i think that would be smart of them because that's what the trends say they should do to maximize the amount of money the amount of capital that they're actually actually going to make but what my hope is is that the uh single player is uh ancillary uh similar to red dead redemption and that the single player campaign is a robust thing that you play by yourself um and i just don't know if that's you're afraid it's gonna go they're gonna i see i think it's too late 
I Red Dead I think would have been so far in development that by the time GTA saw its success and then GTA Online saw its success that they they have to be thinking about not the next game being Red Dead but the next game after that which you assume is GTA Six or whatever. That's when I think you see maybe them go a Destiny way, a Division way. I think this is going to be very traditional in the way of here's so. your Red Dead, here's your single player story, and then here is the Red Dead multiplayer mode, which will be more like GTA Online for sure more than it, what it, we saw with uh, Red Dead uh, Redemption's multiplayer thing. But I don't think you're going to see them drop single player at all. I hope not. I mean, it's all kind of, it's all pipes. It's, it's all, all pipes. It's all kind of, Destiny can be played by yourself. Division can be played by yourself. So yeah, the, but, you could so you could say that those games are single player. I played the Division for 40 hours by myself. Yeah. The never played that game for one second with anyone. Um, and well, I liked one it. one second because people jumped in, right? And you kicked them but out. But I kicked them out. Yeah. First, I tried to shoot them, but I don't think you can do that to your own players. The, uh, so to me, I feel like, uh, what do I want out of it? I want them to give me the game that they want to give me, even if it's the kind of game I'm describing, but it's what I fear is actually more paramount in my mind right now than what I want, because I just don't want the, the trends are inexorable, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the March, the inexorable March towards, um, towards a uh, persistence. If it's not, if it's not outright multiplayer, but other, a persistent world, basically that is affected by everyone. That's a thing that's happening. Like in a lot of big games, the biggest games are doing that. Whether it's League of Legends, whether it's Dota, whether it's Destiny, whether it's the you know the division. According to Ubisoft, is the biggest selling game of the year. Yeah. Um, these Battlefield's coming out, Call of Duty's coming out. Obviously, these are multiplayer games of a more traditional sense. I just feel like we will always have these single player experiences, but I also feel like there's a there's a march towards this this movement this movement that i feel like is is going to ultimately alienate me and i i i don't mind the destinies and the division like all these games that i don't have a, 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 they're not necessarily your type of games but, but, yeah. but red dead is my type of game and i i love red dead redemption and so i hope that the red dead 3 is the game i want it to be but i fear I think it's a logical fear and I think it's a fear that's likely to play out that mm. there's going to be some heavy multiplayer. Well, uh, see, that's more this. my thing. I don't think I might with the image, you know, is seven guys, right? Walking at the screen or whatever doesn't concern me in the way of, okay, it's going to be an online only game. It's going to be like GTA online, but I could totally see it being some kind of co-op thing where, you know what I mean? Where we could have rather than it be, I'm in a persistent world. It's me and a million other guys on our mission or whatever. What if it is you can have a team of up to seven people come with you and do this and you run through your story or whatever. Then, then it's, a little bit like what we saw before in Red Dead, but then it, in terms of multiplayer online stuff, but then it is anchored in a story, right? They, you leave my game or whatever, and it's still just me then going through my my posse gets smaller, right? You're possing up and doing that. Uh, my concern based on GTA is I'm looking forward to have it being one character again. Like I, it's not that I hated the jumping around of GTA, but in terms of looking back at previous GTAs, I think I liked being one person more than I liked being Michael Trevor and Franklin, right? right. Like I hope that I am one character here, and that's what Red Dead is. I hope so too. I just it go the trends go beyond just what Rockstar's publishing and Rockstar's development. I should say development they don't publish, but the development of these Rockstar games. Take Two owns 2K as well, and you can see a movement towards whether it's Evolve, um, with which was a multiplayer centric game, whether yeah. it's Battleborn. Battleborn. Uh, I but just, I mean they're already licking their wounds on those. Is my concern too. Now granted, right. uh, but they're not licking their wounds on Grand Theft Auto. Sure, sure they're sure, they're sure. making exorbitant amounts of money on that game. Yeah, uh, that game. Is not Grand Theft Auto Five is not only one of the best selling games of all time. I think number three, uh, like in my, like it's so it's sold so well. It's like in Minecraft territory. That's insane. Yeah, you know, it's also a sixty dollars game. Minecraft isn't, or it was. I don't know if they're still charging six dollars for Grand Theft Auto Five. But the game has taken such a turn where no one talks. No one's talked about the campaign in Grand Theft Auto Five since two thousand thirteen. 
You know, like the Grand Theft, Online, Grand Theft Auto Online is where it's at. That's where they're making their money. And I wonder if Shazelnik was kind of talking a little bit about we have to kill this game maybe for this game. Yeah. You know, and they're not going to kill Grand Theft Auto now. But eventually these two games persisting at the same time when they were going to look at it and maybe be like in two years, be like, well, we're making all this money. We don't we, we release we're constantly supporting this game. But at the same time, we make much more money making these multiplayer centric games. The than thing we do about it, though, is I, I think the campaign, the you know, looking at it and why I hope neither of our worst case scenarios are true, right, is that it is Rockstar. They can't they can do what the fuck they want. You know, what I mean, they are the naughty dog, right? Of like, they're gonna, we have a vision for what this is and we're going to go. Do they want that? I don't think they want to make the next Red Dead look just like GTA on what we're talking about. Right. In terms of for me having the jumping around characters or whatever, we just did that. We don't need to do that. We don't need another game doing that. And then hopefully for all right, GTA online is its thing. We don't need to try to replicate that necessarily right off the bat because then they would be just copying themselves in a way. I hope so. Marching off. I, in a I don't you know, I, I my assumption about what you said about Rockstar's kind of car blanche attitude is probably true and you have to assume it's true but i don't know that we know those that those hauser bros ain't we, getting pushed we, around we know that about naughty dog yeah i find it somewhat hard to believe that they didn't want to do single player dlc for instance i just find that hard to believe like yeah they have a you know grand theft auto 4 was supported by single player dlc that was especially with ballad of gay tony but also lost of the damned where those were even better than the original game yeah ballad of gay tony was fucking awesome and i have, I have a really hard time believing that they had no plan for single player dlc with grand theft auto 5 so what i'm wondering in, in that term is has the has you know they're funded by a big publisher, a big company, and maybe they don't have the. We know that through Naughty Dog, both the, the mouths of Naughty Dog and through Sony, that they do are basically able to do what they want to do to a degree. I'm sure. Yeah, of course. I don't know if that's the case with the Rockstar. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I yeah, like the Hauser brothers obviously uh, have extraordinary power, very talented people. I mm-hmm. mean, Rockstar is just an extraordinarily talented group of people um, at all of their studios, um, and. I just I, I, I fear, you know, I'm excited about Red Dead because Red Dead Redemption was so goddamn good. It was yeah. so good. I mean, that's one of the great games on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. But at the same time, I, I, I do fear that. Um, I don't want to say I fear that they're going to follow the trends. Following the trends makes sense from a business perspective. We're a business. We have to do those a similar kind of thing. But I hope that they still speak to gamers like me. Um, and at the very least, like with Grand Theft Auto 5, hopefully they speak to both. So that's my hope. I think, I mean... In terms of hopes and I mean what they do and following the trends, I think Rockstar is a company that believes in their in themselves to make the trends. You know what I mean? Like I don't think they look at uh, Grand Theft Auto Online necessarily as chasing someone else, right? I mean, there's a lot of original ideas in there that are the reason it's so successful, the reason so many people are drawn to it. Yeah, people love it, and it's making yeah. a, making a ton of money, and it really does say a lot about their their talent and their ability to deliver a unique experience like you said that maybe people didn't realize that they wanted that, that, that what they needed when their own CEO comes out and says like we have to this thing's not going to die. Yeah. But we can't do this forever. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think we're going to see. The thing is, is that this is a little piece of history. I mean, by the time this goes up, this might already be outdated. Yeah. So, um, so do forgive us for that out there. But my whole uh, thing is, I'm, I think I'm even if something is. comes out, I doubt we're going to be that. I it, think about the first GTA five trailer. All they showed was Michael, right? Like the discussion's still there. I doubt that the first red dead trailer, let's say it goes up tonight or tomorrow morning at 6am, three hours before we post this. I doubt it's going to be like, here's every, <laughs> the answer to every one of your questions. It's an online only thing. And this is how it's going. If it is people, different people shooting the gun and focusing on them. Are we all, are you, are you playing one and I'm playing one or is it, we're hopping around like GTA was, or how's it all break down like that? So, I think there's a lot of questions. there. So my hope, my, so, all right. So the perfect scenario for me, yeah. uh, I don't want to say no online because I think that that hurts people that want to play online, but I, yeah. I, but totally segmented experience is a very robust 30 hour campaign. Um, obviously beautiful new environments, a lot of different characters. I don't want, I don't really need a cast of, 
I don't want multiple playable characters. For instance, I want one character. Yeah, you want, I want um, one person's story. I, right. I want another John Marston story. Exactly, and not uh, necessarily John. You know what I mean? And my um, well, it couldn't be. Well, it could be. I guess I know. Uh, depending on when it takes place, but um, my whole thing with with this particular thing is my, my so my I don't want to say my perfect game is no online. I don't think we're gonna get that. I think it's almost impossible. But uh, my perfect thing is yeah, thirty hour meaty campaign, a segmented kind of online that they can support. Um, and uh, this year. I mean, that, that would be that would be my perfect thing. That'd and, be awesome. And, what and, a game changer that would be if they actually did all the shit that we talk about all the time. And I, I feel like there's only a few companies that can do it, yeah. and they're one of them. Um, and so I think Valve is one of the companies that can do that. And they I will think, for sure. I, I think imagine. Rockstar is one of them, and I think Bethesda maybe is one of them. And I think that that's probably pretty much it, yeah. except for like games outside of our sphere. Like if if uh, um, Riot was like we're doing you know X Y and Z, that would be a big deal to people that care about that shit. I don't. Um, so within our console sphere, I think that those are the three companies that could probably do it. And in addition to the first parties, although I don't think that'd be very wise. So let's see. I, I, a November 18th release date for Red Dead 3 would be fucking awesome. And, and God help everyone else that's releasing a game this fall. If, sure. that's, if that's the case. Sure. Um, because it's not only a money issue, it's a time issue. These games, Rockstar games tend to suck us in. And weeks as, on end, yeah. And as Rockstar has, you know, we, we've come a long way since Rockstar used to develop a lot of random games like people for state of emergency, state of emergency. And table tennis and all these kinds of games. It's been a while since the, like they really do focus on just two properties pretty much right now and they go tip for tap. But these Warriors, properties, all that stuff's falling away. These properties suck you in, man. Yeah. Like, you know, Manhunt's gone. All these kinds of games are gone. Yeah. Now it's Grand Theft Auto and now it's presumably Red Dead. And uh, so they're, what I, the reason I bring that up is because it, it seems like they are more focused on making these robust experiences that become well, they become like League of Legends or something. That's they what become you play. Services. That's what you play. Yeah. And uh, Grand Theft Auto Online has certainly turned into that. People pl- people fucking play that game, man. And uh, so I expect, I really do expect we're going to see something similar with Red Dead. Whether or not it looks a lot like that remains to be seen. That could be the reason why the game's taken so long as well. I mean, they might have they might have been reactionary to that as that happened. By the time Grand Theft Auto Five came out, Red Dead was presumably in, in development for two years at that point. So they could have moved around a little bit and changed things up. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Where do you think you're just spitballing? This is going to take place. Is this in a similar time frame? Is it before or after the, I mean, spoilers for red dead redemption, by the way. Okay. You have time to turn it off. Thank you very much. Game also came out six years ago. I know, but just throwing it out there. Is this going to take place after you think it, is it have nothing to do with John Marston? Is it a prequel to John's story? Cause that when I first saw the guys, I was like, Oh, this could be him in the gang back in the, you know, cause the, the whole red dead redemption is going out, you know, trying to go after those guys and finish off what you started kind of thing. This could be the prequel start of it, but then it also could be you're like Kevin had this theory that he's, you're going to be rather than the outlaw, you're going to be the sheriff. You're going to be off in it's another town. You just have a sheriff and this is your posse going after whoever it's a brand new story. And then of course, so many people have said what is going to pick up asked where is going to pick up you know where the story left you know john's son or whatever going on which would be interesting because so much time had passed we were butting up against the industrial revolution things are happening over there it could be i i have uh, so my hope is that it has nothing to do with marston himself yeah Uh, his so i think it would be anticlimactic for it to be a prequel simply because we have these questions about his character and his past but like we already know how it ends and and i know that that that's often the case with prequels but i just don't think that that story is nearly compelling enough to have i agree with that the lead up to it like i I think that the story itself was fine and the the allusions to the past were fine it could be marston's son but i also think that that would be a a, a mistake i i I like the idea for me i I, clearly it's in the southwest in texas and in the southwest what i would like is for it to take place a little deeper like during or after the civil war um so not around the mexican war really but like like what does that look like uh confederates were there for instance and 
Um, could you tie that in somehow and, and have, you know, th- th- there's a lot of untold stories and a lot of untold history from that, from that era in that place in the country, because we're so focused on, um, what's going on in Virginia and what's going on in Pennsylvania and what's going on in all those places during the civil war. And then reconstruction is really focused on the deep South and the Confederate States themselves and not the Confederate territories. Um, so could you tell a story there? Probably. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't get any hints from the two pictures we've seen at all. Obviously the first picture doesn't tell us anything at all, but the second picture does give us a little bit and you can't tell based on the silhouettes, what kind of gun they're holding, for instance, or like what kind of garb they have that might indicate this time or this place. I, I mean, and not, and when it comes to the West, the wild West as we would, you know, as we refer to it, I guess, kind of nomencl- nomenclaturally, um, I know so little about that compared to like the, the depth of history I know in other places in American history that I, someone probably listening or a lot of people are probably listening to this that really know that history. They're like, Oh, it could be this, 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 and this from this area. And I'm like, I have no, it could be back to the future three. It could be back to the future three. So, so I respect that. Like, I don't know. And I've never been interested in Western history. So I know as much. Remember, I probably just my natural inclination is to maybe know a little more than a normal person, but not that much more. So I, so there are people out there that really know this that probably like nail it down. Um, and uh, I'm not able to do that, but I think that telling stories from a time period, in other words, tell a story from a time period in which geographically we have our minds in a different place. Our minds in 1865, our minds during reconstruction in 1872 are in Washington, DC. What's going on in uh, Santa Fe? Yeah. Could be cool. Yeah, could be. Colin. Yes. It's trophy time. What do you got for me this week? Uh, so I've pulled up, uh, pop, pop, there we go. I pulled up a. Oh, that's not my password. That's not his password. Too many. I pulled up five games. Now, last week I told you Dragon Quest Builders trophies weren't live, but I think they were. I think that. So basically, what happens is the games trophies are the same in Japan as they are here. The guys at PSN profiles have to ping the, the server again to update the language, and then they don't jump to the top of the list. So these trophies have actually been alive for a while. And and uh, as I told you, uh, I think that the trophy list seems easier than it is. Um. So for PS4, PS3, and Vita, we didn't get in PS3, I don't think, in the States. Uh, two bronze, 10 silver, 7 gold, and a, plat- and a platinum. Planet? You basically get a silver trophy for beating each of the chapters. And then you get gold trophies for beating all the challenges. And as we said before, it seems like there are time-related challenges. And mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of the peculiar and strange design choice of not including a quest list or a challenge log, Which I don't really know why that is. Um, I mean, that's just weird. Yep. Um, and I think that that's a shitty design choice. I actually think it hurts the game, like demonstrably hurts the game um, because I like looking at those things. And Dragon Quest does. That. I mean, look at Dragon Quest nine and for everyone that played on DS. There are a bajillion side quests. There are so many side quests in the game that they're numbered. They're literally numbered. This is side quest number 17. Mm-hmm. Um, this is side quest number 130, you know, and they have a whole thing of everything you have to do. And so I don't understand why that's not here. And then there are silver trophies for um, completing 10 bl- blueprints using the crafting station 500 times, defeating 2000 uh, monsters, smashing 3000 objects, placing 3000 objects, um, obtaining different accessories, learning different and then golds for 50 recipes, 20 foodstuffs eaten, um, defeating eight enemies in a single. So, so just playing, just playing the stuff. Normally, you're going to run into a lot. So of it seems like there are missable trophies. I'll wait for the trophy guide, but you guys can go to PS3 or PlayStation trophies.org or whatever and kind of read about this because there's there's some fear that you have to that the time related challenges I don't like that one bit. Um, are inherent world of final fantasy comes out soon for ps4 and vita those trophies are live now 34 bronze 12 silver 12 silver two gold and a platinum um so there's a true ending it appears reached the true ending so it says there's a silver trophy that says the end with a question mark reached an ending the uh turn those corners up is a gold trophy reached the true ending so keep that in mind seems like there's a lot of bronze trophies for getting different story related things uh, out of the way colin I want yes. to talk to you real quick about true endings. Is that okay? Okay. Isaac 
A. Peltz writes in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ to get your question read just like he did. Hey, guys. Hey. Let's keep it concise. I'm angry. I just finished Persona 4 Golden for the first time, and I was dissatisfied with the ending. I looked online, and it turns out there's four endings you can get. Now, I like paths that split off, but when I sink 60 hours into a game, and then it doesn't let me play the last quarter of the game because I didn't do something that I didn't know was important, you bet I'm pissed. My question is as such, is it okay for developers to wall off something integral into a game with a completely optional sequence of events? Is it fair that I can sink so much time into a game just to face disappointment and sadness when they skip four months of the game just because I wasn't bros with one dude? Thanks, dudes. P.S. Isaac. It is frustrating. So Mafia... Um, and that's the game you, was, you said he was talking about? Nope, Persona 4 Persona Golden. 4 Golden. So I, I was thinking about, I was looking at the trophies real quick for Mafia. Yeah. Because Mafia does a similar thing, and it's actually frustrating the shit out of people. Yeah. Where, and it's not as complicated. So with Persona 4 Golden, as he was saying, um, that's a really tough platinum trophy. And I remember, yeah. I remember um, you know, back in the day talking to you about that and watching people kind of go after it. And it was a very, impre- crazy. It, uh, it was a very impressive one to get. Um, Mafia 3 came to mind with me as I was kind of, I was kind of perusing the trophies here because, there are uh, your lieutenants based on how you treat them can turn on you at any time in the game. And yeah. this basically locks you out of a specific trophy. The, the problem is, is that it also locks you out of portions of the game. You get a different ending and so on and so forth, but you're locked in. So there's no way to go back to a, unless you make some clever saves in the cloud and then leave them alone. Like there's really mm. no way to, um, to see it all in one playthrough. And that's the kind of shit I don't like. Sure. Um, there should like, I, I don't mind aspect or something. I don't like these branching pads either, but um, when it locks you out of content, it locks you out of trophies and makes things more frustrating for you. I think that that's fucking obnoxious, especially when we're talking about bronze trophies, and especially when we're talking about one or two bronze trophies. Sure. Uh, so, uh, persona Four golden, an older game. People should really keep that an eye on that with mafia as well, because, uh, if you treat your lieutenants all nicely and give them basically distribute your, your rackets to them evenly, then everyone's alive and then you get a certain trophy at the end of the game, but then you miss the trophy for having them killed. I hear you and I'm with you for what you're saying with Mafia. I don't agree on Persona 4 Golden. Persona 4 Golden is a JRPG. You're supposed to, you should have, it has a million save files for a reason. And I think the fact that if you're putting that much time into it and you care that much, I would think you would have looked at trophies, not for spoilers, because obviously it's going to, there's plenty of ways to look at trophies and not see the uh, ones that will spoil content for you or whatever. I mean, PlayStationTrophies.org is great for that. But the ability to go through and understand there's different endings and then if you're going to worry about it on that level make multiple saves understand where the breaking points are it's the same reason in dragon quest right now right that i haven't jumped through that final portal because i need to get in and do the research i understand it's confused it's it pisses you off but i i think you could have done just a little bit of research we talk all the time right when we start a game the first thing we do is hop in and look at trophies not to ruin the game for us to see what's up in front of us and if you did care this much about the story i would i mean for me is you gotta ha- you can't have your cake and eat it too. Either you're playing the game and you're gonna make these choices and you're gonna see how they play out and that's gonna be the end of it, or you're playing this game and you want to know where possible roadblocks are, where possible barriers are, and make those saves when somebody tells you that you need to make a save here or pay attention to that front. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a little research goes a long way, especially with Persona 4 Golden. That 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 trophy, that platinum, and that experience is notorious. Uh, at this point, yeah, it'll um, break you. So, it'll break you. Uh, Sword Art Online Hollow Realization trophies are live for PS4 and Vita. Forty-four bronze, six silver, two gold, and one platinum. The reason that I wanted to bring this one up was for one reason only. There is a bronze trophy for beating the game with over one hundred hours of playtime. Bronze trophy. By so, that point, you're in it for the game, and you're in it for the platinum. The bronze doesn't matter. So it's just a trophy on your way to the platinum. A game I know is very near and dear to your heart, Greg. 
Tails? Farming Simulator 17. Fuck me. Two bronze, six silver, nine gold, and a platinum. Uh, in for the long hauls, reach 10 hours of playtime in a single save game. Uh, breakneck bankruptcy is reach a negative balance on your very first day. But I could do that. Uh, financial independence, silver, pay back an entire bank loan. Peak profits, own a bank account with one million in-game money. Uh, help a fella out. Complete a task for another farmer. Uh, farmer's favorite, help each farmer at least once. Score a three-point field goal in basketball. Three-pointer. Oh, okay. Find all 100 golden nuggets. Sounds like a collectible. Them golden nugs? And then uh, some silvers and golds, depending, uh, harvest 10 hectares. Or hectares, I'm sorry. Uh, lumber, cut down a tree. Jack, cut down 50 trees. Cowboy, breed 20 cows. Sweet dreams, breed tw- 30 sheep. Oink, oink, breed 50 pigs. Got it. Got it. Uh, and finally, Battlefield 1's trophies are live. 16 bronze, 9 silver, 6 gold, and a platinum. So this is. So I was looking at this, and I was distressed. Uh, distressed? For there are multiplayer trophies galore in Battlefield 1, and I was hoping that maybe they would take a hint specifically from Call of Duty, um, which has shied away from that in recent years by basically not making you go online for your trophies, typically. Uh, so uh, win one operation in multiplayer is a bronze. Using a bolt action rifle kill an enemy scout multiplayer is a bronze. Complete 25 squad orders in multiplayer is a bronze. The interesting thing is that they're giving out four golds in, in um, multiplayer for reaching rank two for assault, medic, scout, and support, which doesn't seem like it would be that hard. It seems like it'd be like two matches, right? Uh, but I could be wrong because a lot of these trophies don't seem to have, uh, like for instance, counter sniper using a bolt action rifle, kill an enemy scout in multiplayer. 28.3% of people have that trophy on PSN profiles yet. Uh, no one has a scout enlistment trophy at rank two for scout. And it seems like only one person has it. 1.89% for medic assault and support. So hmm. okay. who knows? Reach rank one with all four infantry classes in multiplayer is a silver. So interestingly, they're giving you a gold for each of those and a silver for getting all four. Doesn't really make any sense. Um, I bet it's harder than we think it is. It must be the no. That doesn't make any sense. We'll find out. I'm going to jump in because if it's if it's doable, I'll play multiplayer for a night just to get those trophies, and then I can get the platinum. Uh, in terms of single player, uh, th- it seems like there are five vignettes based on the trophies. So friends in high places, nothing is written through mud and blood. Avanti, Savoya, and the Runner seem to be the five trophies. You get bronze for beating each of those. Um, And then there are codex entries in each of them that you can get. If you get them all, you get silver trophies for each of those. Um, And then there are field manuals in each of them. Um, And you get uh, trophies for finding one and for finding all of them. And then challenges in the game. Um, Complete one challenge, complete ten challenges, complete all challenges. And then there are some incidental ones. The one that I find the most interesting is mightier than the shovel find the hidden cavalry sword and take down an enemy on the french countryside in the campaign mm. it's a trophy mm. Mm. so those are the trophies seem attainable if the if the online ones are easy they might be they might not be we're somewhat ignorant on that and that is it for the trophies this week drew writes in a question for trophy time over at kind of funny.com slash psq he says hi guys i noticed this week that d32 Nope, D3T, the devs who ported Super Stardust Ultra to PS4, snuck in some new DLC trophies onto the list. These trophies require PSVR to complete. The completionist in me likes to keep my trophy profile at near 100%, but I can't afford a PSVR unit right now. As trophy hunters yourself, I would like to hear your opinion on this. Should devs release separate lists for games or DLC that require VR? The only precedent I know of something like this is when Media Molecule put out move-specific and Vita-specific DLC trophies for Little Big Planet 2. Cheers, Drew. P.S. I love you, but I feel the need to see other people. P.P.S. Shout out to my fellow Trophy Guide team members on PSN profiles. 
I don't mind, but I'm, I understand I'm not you. You're talking yeah. about your, your, your profile being near 100%. Yeah. It doesn't drive me crazy. Like, like, I, like, oh, it drives me nuts. So I, I have my DC Universe Platinum and then all these deals. But I have, I have the Platinum and DCUO, right? But like 26 now percent of the trophies. Yeah, I understand what he's saying because my, my overall completion has gone down to like 35% and that annoys me Yeah, to no end because we just play so many games and we have to yeah. move on. And I see these guys like him that like have these incredible completion rates of like 90, 95%. It's really, really awesome. 98%. So I understand that why that would be, why that would be maddening. Should they make an exception? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like the system allows for that so um unfortunately this is going to injure you and so the way. thing about it is i'd rather see and i guess this might not even I, you would actually be able to correct me on this one the the stardust vr stuff that's you have to pay for that straight up right it's, is it like volume coda that's a free update i don't think it's free i don't know for sure i thought that it ran on ultra which is the playstation 4 version of stardust but yeah. i don't know well that's sure. what he's making it sound yeah. like so that would make sense but yeah i don't understand how that works then for yeah i don't life. i don't understand so i what i'm saying is i don't understand the the pay structure of that yeah. and 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 all of this because like for instance uh, similar to I think what we insinuated or what he insinuated here is that like you get these things with you know free updates or paid updates or whatever but typically not locked out by hardware so sure uh, so I understand that I understand what I'm driving at is I'd ra- I I think the benefit of Mike Biffle giving you volume coda for free out is is fine is it way outweighs the negative part of having your d- your trophies drop below 100 percent for that I think the you know developers wanting to pay it forward and give uh, content back makes sense. oh yeah you way. can't blame for that yeah but uh at the same time um for someone like him no, no uh, i hear you he would probably rather pay 50 dollars for that not to happen sure i understand but i think and then it's yeah the back and forth of how that does work and how dlc works and it does come down i think it's more on playstation than it is on anybody so it's something if you really do have a problem with you can make it hurt to playstation but i don't think they're gonna listen i think they know there's plenty of problems with trophies and they're not usually quick to fix them. Uh, and so, yeah, it sucks. And I hear why you would, but for me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter I, understand, I understand both sides of the argument. Personally. Yeah. Reader mail call. Maelstrom. Mail call. Mr. Treasy writes in to kind of funny.com slash PSQ and says, good morning, Colin and the guy from the suburbs of Chicago. The weirdest thing happened yesterday. I was getting through some of my backlog on PS4 when I received a message. Even stranger, the message was from PlayStation. I was being notified that my pre-order for The Last Guardian was being refunded. I checked my account, and sure enough, the money had been put back into my wallet. Does this mean the game has been delayed again? I was never on the hype train for that game, thankfully, because of wise advice from you two over the years. But when I actually got a release date, I said, sure, why not? It looked interesting now this is something the psn does which actually is paying it forward to you the consumer when a game gets delayed i think it's 30 days if it gets delayed a month past where it was supposed to be they refund you the money so you have a chance to either support it again or not support it at all i didn't know that yeah it's a way yeah i've it's never happened to me the stuff i pre-order i usually like is when i'm not going to get a code so i'll buy it at the last second and then uh there was a gaff thread about it i was checking in on stop pre-ordering games how's that well he's not on the hype train though doesn't matter. I just don't understand why people. No, it doesn't make any sense. I'm with. It makes no sense at all. <laughs> I like. He's like. I. I was never on the hype train. I mean, if you want to have it preloaded, whatever. But couldn't you literally do that like the day before if you wanted to, like after the embargo lifts and you know? Yeah. Stop you, preordering games, everyone. Stop. Stop giving them your money be- before they even give you a game, or do it for the sweet fanny pack. Colin, do you want to talk about motion sickness, PSVR v PS4 Pro, or Spider Man? Spider Man. We haven't talked about Spider Man in a while. Not that there's anything to say about it. Ian Two Step. Writes in and says, hello, hello, good chaps. First time writing in Smiley Emoticon. With the new Spider-Man game coming out one day. But little info on what type of gameplay it will be. Would you like to see it be a big open world with Spider-Man doing missions, upgrading character, etc.? Or 
a story-driven game with set pieces and chapters and mild open-world elements. I would love to see it be a deep story with chapters and character upgrades, being that I don't know who would be sending Spider-Man on missions. Don't and, I'm sorry, and don't really want to just swing around listening to police chatter, giving you missions. Keep up the good work, everyone, especially Kev Dog. Ha 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 ha! He says. I don't know if he's laughing. That is funny. If, if he's, yeah, yeah, you're not doing good work or what, Kev? Uh, I think it's clearly an open world game, but the the, I mean, that's what I've always assumed. I assume that uh, as well. I don't think you need to have someone giving Spider-Man missions. It could be totally on him to do that. It'd be like, I see this thing happening, or. Or I want to go do this, this, and this because this thing is happening and this thing is important or whatever. I don't think it necessarily has to be like uh, infamous where you're getting, you know, somebody's chattering yeah. into your ear about it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not a comic nerd. I don't know much about Spider-Man, so I understand that particular concern about like who's pulling the strings of Spider-Man. I guess that's sure. an interesting. That's an interesting thing I would have never thought about, and it's a a valid complaint or a valid concern. But I I I assume it's open world, and I assume you're going to be upgrading your character and doing a ton of missions. I think it's I think it's going to be very much in the same vein as Sunset, Sunset Overdrive. Overdrive, and I think that's. I think that's a good thing. That's the Spider-Man game I want. I've been thinking it would be the same way you're talking about it, right? Because I think they probably looked at what Beanox had done, and I'm not talking about the video, the movie games that were received incredibly poorly, but, you know, uh, Shattered Dimensions and then even uh, Edge of Time or whatever, which had tons of problems. It wasn't great. Those were games that were hey, here's the set piece. You're going through this. You're in this one area. How are you going to take it out and move on and move on to the rest of it? I think people... And correct me if I'm wrong out there, right? Uh, in the comments below have been wanting to get back to um, Spider-Man to the movie game forever. And ultimate Spider-Man was similar to that, but it wasn't what we wanted. Giving insomniac that having them do an open world game would be what I want. I want to swing around New York and I, I think you're overthinking it a bit. Granted, I, you're right. I never stopped to be like, who would be giving Spider-Man missions? I'm sure it wouldn't be that hard to have a police scanner that you just patch it in that there's a police scanner going at all times. And anytime he accesses his phone, he's going to see what's happening here. Like, you know what I mean? Like little missions pop up that it's a whatever bank robbery over here. Shocker's doing this. Lizard's running wild up there. And like, it's going to be like every other game we play where there's in, in, in this theory after i voice you. after i voice shocker i'll let you guys know what he's thank what he's you very much to. thank you just immediately come out and blow the nda uh it would be the fact that you know there's these different things and there's story missions and there's non-story missions and you go through and play but it actually is an interesting idea of i hadn't thought about what if it wasn't uncharted but for spider-man but the problem is that spider-man is this free moving character right like i want to swing around the swing around new york and feel that velocity i don't i I don't like being dropped into smaller areas as you were with shattered dimensions which is a fine game as you were with uh, edge of time and having to stay in these small you know giant whatever cathedral ceiling you know warehouses and stuff i want to swing through the cities in new york i want to find stuff it would be a complete waste uh i think you're right spider-man and new york city lend itself to open world completely yeah. and utterly and when i don't have the whole the experience and the heritage with those games like you do that just is so obviously what the game's going to be because it has to be that way and i think that that that's great you know i think that's really really fun and 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 it's we haven't really thought about it in the sense that with days gone with spider-man with horizon like sony's investing a lot of money in proprietary exclusive open world games people love open worlds and i think that that's really neat they haven't done that in a while since infamous yeah. um really i can't think of any other uh, actually off the top of my head, but I'm a little fatigued. So who the hell knows? Final question, Colin, comes from Colin. Oh. Colin says, Hey guys. Hey I got Colin. my 
<laughs> I got my PSVR yesterday. It is awesome, but I am susceptible to motion sickness. London Heist, Thumper, and Res didn't cause me any issues. However, I got really sick almost instantly from rigs. I was fine for Rush of Blood until the faster sections. The last time a game made me this nauseous was when I tried to beat Mortal Kombat on my brother's Sega Nomad during a road trip. Do you have any tips to help people like me acclimate to VR? Have any of the PSVR launch titles caused the kind of funny crew to fall ill? Thanks for reading my question. This is my first time writing in, but I've been a fan since this time, since around the time of Ninu Kuni. Uh, blah, 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 blah. He likes us. That's basically the same. Thank thing. you. He's being all that. Thank you. Colin. You, got, you got nauseous on any of these games? You getting sick on these games? You no, know, tummy I, the, only, the only game that uh, gave me a little bit of a, a rumble in the tummy was uh, Until Dawn, actually. Yeah. Um, and specifically on the roller coaster parts that are very realistic. You you, you have most of the the. I love roller coasters. We many of us have ridden them, and 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 that feeling. It's there's a, there's a there's a feeling of dropping your stomach, and there's also a yeah. feeling of the visual aspect of it. That's scarier actually when you shut your eyes on a roller coaster. Yeah. Um. If you shut your eyes in VR, you don't experience any of it. So basically, what I'm saying is you only experience the visual fidelity of the of the particular feeling. So you're not having your stomach drop, but still, my body expected that it was going to feel that, and I felt a little queasy, but I, I came out of it. Yeah. I was impressed by actually how how it did fuck with me like yeah that. no no i mean briggs is the one i was talking about that got me because of that elevator section the elevator came up while we were getting the the, the you know mech ready or whatever and when the elevator stopped my body didn't feel gravity stop so it felt like it kept going and that was really jarring and made me sick and then i got out and had to worry about it um in t- terms of things more recently the one i've talked about uh, in code before because of embargoes was tomb raider uh tomb raider has blood ties in there you can walk around the manor in playstation vr and when you start it you start in comfort mode which is like batman where you point your move and you warp to different parts and you get to interact like that and then they have i think it's called free mode or whatever uh free mode is not unlocked from the beginning it warns you that it's like hey you're gonna jump in you're gonna be in comfort mode we want you to try this out some people get sick off free mode no big deal after a little bit we'll unlock free mode for you and then it's like all right free mode is unlocked but it's gonna it might make you sick be careful i'm like all right let's unlock free mode it's like cool you can unlock this but it's gonna make you sick i'm like yeah i'm totally sure and then like there's like one more time of like hey this might make you sick. Are you sure? I'm like, yeah, do it. And you did it. And like, yeah, immediately I was like, whoa, it, it was just, it was weird and jarring. The thing about this that doesn't help you with until dawn, it doesn't help you with rigs is I, I treated it like uh, getting into a pool. So it was very slowly where once I realized moving my head around in the space while moving was fucking with me, it became, all right, I'm going to stay really stiff and rigid and then I'm going to move, you know, with it as it goes and try to figure it out that way. And then slowly get some sea legs going. By the end, I wasn't sprinting through the manor feeling great, but I was able to play through it and not feel like I was going to barf or have to take off the headset, but it's trying to find that it's harder with rigs where it is action combat and to do that they have different control schemes as well i haven't even messed around with retail rigs since the preview events and then yeah until dawn you're on rails you gotta deal with you gotta deal colin are you ready to meet your new best friend yes thank you colin <laughs> thank you colin uh this is a raphael paranabi all right let me see the fucking name i'll read his message that's his psn name oh there's raphael paraniba spell it for everybody R-A-F-A-E-L-P-A-R-A-N-A-I-B-A. Lots of vowels. That's his PSN name, and this is PS I Love This Best Friend XOXO. This is where people like Raphael go to kindoffunny.com slash forums, and they go to the PS I Love You board, and they post their name, and then you guys send them friend requests to play games with them, along with lovely messages. Raphael says, one year ago, I jumped from Xbox 360 to PS4 for one simple reason. Naughty dog. I'm a casual gamer who loves to play online while talking with friends and drinking some good beer. I am playing mostly GTA online, but I'm always open to new games. Actually looking for someone to guide me through Destiny. 
just discovered kind of funny in this awesome community. I hope to make some new friends. So everybody hit up Raphael R-A-F-A-E-L-P-A-R-A-N-A-I-B-A. So many vowels. Lots Holy of vowels in shit. There. That's a lot of vowels. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, best friend confirmed. Uh, this week's forgotten PlayStation game wasn't submitted. Nobody put one in the new thread. This That's week, good. Thing. So I'm, anyway. I'm not going to force it. Last week, the game you went, I never even heard of. I couldn't yeah, believe it. They're just making up games now. Knob switch. Some Water Capcom bottle. game. I never even heard of it. it Kevin Wall. Uh, time for PSN's worst name of the week. Uh, this is another one. It was dangerously close. Like, where's some new ones? These are all, oh, I saw this guy playing Rocket League. No, motherfucker. This is where one of you writes in. And you gives us over on the forums your bad PSN name. Not someone you saw. Not you were on a bus. And and definitely not Rocket Vita. League. No, no more Rocket League at all. Uh, this one comes from the professor on the forums. I don't think we've used it before, but who the hell knows? We don't keep good records. Greetings, Colin and Greg. I know you usually prefer your own name in the segment, but I couldn't help myself. I was talking to my coworker, and he was telling me about how years ago, when he was young and stupid, he made his PSN name Mr. MR underscore Beater. B3AT. ER because he's good at beating people up in fighting games after playing games online. He realized this one sounds like he sits at home beating his meat all day and two sounds very close to masturbator and three people would joke that he probably beats his girlfriend. Unfortunately, due to these reasons, Mr. Underscore beater is no more people make mistakes. People grow up. So please shoo. Hey, let us change our names. Keep up the great work guys. So we're saying no more as in they banned it. No, I think the guy wised up to it. He's, it sounds like the coworker finally got sick of people and be like, you masturbating right now? You Mr. Peter. Hey, Mr. Peter, swing your crane over here and punch your girlfriend in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PSI Love You XOXO episode 57. Yeah, should have made a Heinz 57 reference earlier. Kevin, remind me next time we start a new show at 57. I got to make a Heinz 57 reference. Very important, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Make a note of it. Remember, this is kindoffunny.com's PlayStation podcast. So go there, subscribe to the YouTube channels, back all the things, subscribe, like, share, do that. Go to the iTunes, do that, do all that stuff, leave reviews. It helps us. Remember, it's the number one PlayStation podcast. Remember, it posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And we love and appreciate your support. 9 a.m. Pacific time. We love and appreciate all of you. Oh, you're like my hype man. I like it. Let's end the show in a segment we call Singing a Shoehei. Singing a Shoehei. This is where one of you talented motherfuckers so writes talented. in to kindoffunny.com slash PSM and gives me a song Give that a you song. wrote, that you did, that Give they made, your song. that you did. Not a song, your song. I need an MP3 and I need a YouTube video. The YouTube video gets annotated at the end of our YouTube video and the MP3 gets tacked on to the end of our MP3. Our MP3. This one comes from Chimera. 086. Hey guys. Are you gonna you gonna hype man this guy? Hey, it's good to see you. Long time listener, but just recently started floating around the forums here. After years of me and my current bandmates floating around different bands with each other, we decided to finally break off and do something where we all gave it our all. We started Near Conversion and released our EP No Change. Now this is it's K parentheses and no, oh parentheses w change stop it earlier this year in february we are extremely proud of this work and are happy to finally be in a group that wants to follow their passions through this is the last song off our ep and it's passions. called two steps back <laughs> no change now this is important two steps parentheses oh, fucking and oh change parentheses you gotta stop you can't do that stuff 
We love you all. We love you, you, Chimera086. Everybody, this is Near Conversion with two steps back, no change. Until next time, no. Near Conversion. It's been our pleasure to serve you. (laughs) I like it. You should do all of it like that. Yeah!